Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. It's actually 1.01 p.m. running a little bit late today, guys. Sorry about that. But we are here. Let me fix this camera real quick. I'm still on yesterday's webcam. Let's get to the regular cam. There we go. And uh, running a little bit late. Sorry, I had to get the laundry done and just timed it not quite perfectly. So um, got it taken care of now. So we're all set and uh it's time for our live stream today's friday we made it to the end of the week temperatures are heating up just in time for the weekend long runs of course uh it's been so balmy and mild all week it's been really nice and then all of a sudden like it's getting hot today and it's supposed to be like mid to high 80s for the weekend here in chicago so not really looking forward to that but there's good news which we will get to well there's good news and bad news today so we'll get to in, ter in terms of the running world but we'll get to that in a second. Let's say hi to everyone out there running right now and listening to the podcast on the audio only version or on their commute home. Hopefully you guys are having a beautiful day and getting some of that nice weather. Uh, and everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you're sitting back with a nice recovery beverage. I've just got water today because today I had ramen noodles for lunch. So I've got plenty of my electrolytes for the weekend or for several days worth. So I'm just gonna go with some, some water right now. All right. So let's see who we got here. Uh, Garrett says, yo, what's going on? It's marathon weekend in his city and all the running stores are picked clean of nutrition right now. I bet, you know what, here's the thing. I bet that like, even if they're not picked clean, uh, they might have pulled stuff off the shelves so to get it to, you know, like if they've got booths or something that they're selling to um, at, at different locations to support the marathon. So they might be doing that. It, it's kind of like when I bought my bike, um, I had bought a bike in Iowa and so when I went to the bike shop and I was like, I also need like shoes, pedals, like, but you know, like bottle cages, all this other stuff. Um, I had gotten there like a week after a Ragbri, which is like the giant, um, like ride across Iowa. And so like all the bike shops basically load up all their gear into vans and like kind of caravan follow the Ragbri event across the state and like sell and restock supplies to, to people. Um, as they're making their journeys. And so like, I think that there's probably a little bit of that going on too, but hopefully you're already stocked up and are all right. I stocked up on a bunch of stuff yesterday. I made a Martin order, I made a Huma Chia Plus order, and I made a science and sport order. Um, and I mean, some of that stuff you can't get on Amazon, but I intentionally avoided buying from Amazon yesterday. I'm gonna try to like wean myself off a little bit from Amazon, but hopefully Garrett, I hope you, you got what you need. Frank says, Edbud keeps saying he's seen Alpha Flies discounted, but I haven't seen anything. Has anyone seen them discounted in the US? I'm not aware of that. That would be really bizarre to see them discounted. Jeff Elite says he hasn't seen them on sale online uh, other than the Nike site. Hmm. Yeah, I've not seen it either. Jason Dahl says, hi everyone. Chicago Marathon released a participant shirt design today and hoping that's a good sign that they plan on going ahead with the race. That is the good news for today. So not only did I see that, um, I also saw the stuff that Greg Itahara was talking about, uh, the Chicago Nike gear, that merch. So some of it, some of it was posted on Heartbreak. I uh, following Heartbreak Run Company on Instagram. They posted some stuff. So I saw like the cursive Chicago with the Nike swoosh. I really like that one because, I mean, I'm probably not going to pick it up, but I do really like that one because there's longer wearability to it. And only other runners will know that that's a marathon shirt because otherwise it's just says Chicago with the Nike swoosh, which I think is pretty good. So like, I feel like that's pretty awesome. The singlet was a weird like uh, pinkish orange color, which 
I wish it was either just more pink or a little bit more orange. The color was interesting. I didn't, I didn't love it. Maybe it takes a couple more views of it for me to come around to it, but overall, I'm liking what they got going. So I saw not only that, and they said it's gonna drop, you can get it in store next week. So next week, we'll be able to start buying the Chicago um, Marathon gear. So that's coming up too. Another good sign, right? And Greg says he can't wait to watch the marathon from his couch. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg, hopefully you'll be able to get in there soon sometime and, and hit the streets for that race. Chris Dyke says, happy Friday, folks. Back on the feet after one week of no activity. and It feels good to be back. Awesome. And uh, let's skip down here to Yuku Chanpuru with the super chat. Thanks so much. Says, hey, Co, did Virginia Beach 5K at 23.28 and the half marathon at 156.55. Give him a PR. Awesome. Let's get that PR bell going. Is it? I'm a little bit behind on the tech today. There it is. All right, good job, Ryu. Um, he says he's been running again since March and he's down 65 pounds. Wow. And he says your channel has been a big help motivation. Thanks so much, but you know, man, you, you've been doing all the work. You've been putting in the effort. Clearly, if you're running 23 minute 5Ks and 156 for the half marathons and hitting some PR. So congratulations to you. You've done a great job. Awesome work. Love to hear that. Uh, looks like we got Shannon here, and we've got Martha in here as well. Brendan's back. Says, oh, hey, first time here in a long while. Work has been absolutely bonkers. and hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're doing well, Brendan. I think the last time I saw you, you were getting your first shot of the vaccine. I think you should be all vaxxed up by now, right? Hopefully that's the case. Uh, Morgan Bainham says, a store called Notra had alpha flies at 40% off, but they were gone quick smart. That's interesting. I mean, Notra is funny because it's like a, it's a weird, like, uh, not weird. Um, it's a very much a streetwear uh, brand that Nike does a lot of work with. Uh, I mean, they sell like Kith stuff too and all sorts of other of the like premium streetwear apparel brands. But um, that's weird that they had the Afflies at 40% off. Bizarre, bizarre. Remy's here. What's going on, Remy? He says, all prepped and shaved for a century ride this weekend. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Martha says she saw some of the New Balance New York City gear and it's very nice. So does each major marathon have different official gear sponsor? Yeah, I think the way that it works is the the usually it's the shoe sponsor that's to do the apparel. So like Boston Marathon, BAA is sponsored by Adidas. And so uh, that's why there's like it's the Adidas Boston Marathon and also the Boston the unicorns are always in in Adidas uh, stuff. New Balance is the shoe sponsor for uh, New York. Chicago is Nike, and um, Tokyo is Asics. I want to say, and Berlin is Adidas. So like, yes, yeah, so I think, and then London. What is London? I'm not sure. It's like the Virgin London Marathon. But other than that, I don't know who the shoe sponsor is for that. What does the London apparel look like? I'm trying to think. I don't know. So I don't know if it's always the case. I'm ge My guess would be that each major gets to kind of like figure out how they're going to set up their contracts. But yeah. And so like um, that's why it's like different companies gets, gets to do like the official official. But then other companies will like do stuff that's like Chicago. I don't think they could say Chicago Marathon on them. Um, but they could say like stuff like Chicago. So like Ultra had like a Chicago um, Escalante racer, but it didn't. I don't think it says Chicago Marathon, but it was like Chicago themed, 
Chicago decorated. Like Lululemon has had Chicago shorts um, that they've sold as well, but they're not Chicago like marathon shorts. So it's not the official official apparel. All right. Big L Medina says, have you ever dealt with Achilles tendonitis? Can't seem to shake this injury off. Uh, I, I may have had Achilles tendonitis. Uh, I'm not sure. I never got a diagnosis for it. But I occasionally, well, I would, it's been very few far times in between. But I've had Achilles problems before. And fortunately for me, knock on wood, it's never been that bad. But what it ends up being for me is whenever I ramp up to very high intensity very quickly, that's when my Achilles will start to really uh, feel tender and it'll hurt. Um, and so like uh, it happened to me a lot in high school because I would never really prepare in the off seasons. Um, and I would always try to do as little as possible. And so like then when it came time to like towards the end of the season where you're, you know, you're at meets every week and you're really trying to like squeeze in a lot of uh, workouts and uh, performances, that's when my Achilles would just really start to bark at me a lot and it would be very painful. I saw it again when I started getting ready for the steeple and I started doing a lot of those uh, hurdling drills, which were very different than the, the kind of stuff that I'd been doing. And the intensity is just very different. And once I started doing that, a lot of jumping type things, that's when I felt it again. And then once I kind of backed off of that, the Achilles calmed down. And then once I could give the Achilles time to kind of like recover and respond to the stimulus, then I was able to ease back into intensity again. So that if it's something like that, I would say like, you know, if backing off intensity for a little while helps, I would try that. If it doesn't, then you might want to see somebody about it um, to see if there's something more serious going on that might require a different level of attention. All right. Reed Dodson said, I just watched the Apple Watch video. Do you still run with it? I love the Nike running app on the Apple Watch, but it always crashes on my watch. Strava app isn't the nicest on the Apple Watch. I still run with my Apple Watch pretty much every day. But... I don't use it to track anything. So I think of it as like a very expensive way of carrying my phone around without having to carry my phone around. So I listen to audio, audio, Audible. So because I feel like I think the Apple Watch is the only watch, the only wearable that has an Audible app. So if you want to listen to audiobooks, I'm sure there's other ways to listen to audiobooks. But the only way that I could figure out how to do it while running without having to carry my phone is with the Apple Watch. Also, I still have like the cellular on it. So like if I need to text my wife if like you know i get into a situation where i need some help i can always still do that and there's apple pay on it so if i ever like get into real trouble i need to buy something to drink kind of thing or if i ever need to like hop on a bus i had i could use that those other things you know you could do with other watches too but i already had the watch and so like it's just what i've been doing i don't like the nike running app i think i agree with you it crashes uh, i also don't like the strava app uh, i just think that it gives you really weird results I would go with um, I run 26.2 or work outdoors. I would try those apps. I also just didn't like running with the Apple Watch as my tracking device either because uh, when, especially when it gets cold, like the battery life really suffers. And so like my runs would crash, like the watch would crash like 30, 40 minutes into a run in the wintertime because like when it gets colder, battery performance goes down, which never really makes that much sense to me. But if battery performance goes down, and then it would go from 100% to like 60% and then like 30% and then zero, like super fast. So there would never be any like way of being like, all right, it looks like my watch is about to die. Let me stop recording the activity. You know, so I just kept losing activities and I was like, this is ridiculous. And that's when I really started looking more heavily into GPS, like dedicated GPS watches. All right. Um, 
Chris Dyke says, Co, I don't know why you don't go with the phone flip belt. Much better than two watches, in my opinion. Uh, I, you know, um, I do like the flip belt, but it gets hot. It's not that hot anymore in Chicago, so, like, it's not as big a deal. Um, but it's just a lot of stuff on my waist, and it's like a sweat collector for me. And then the second watch for me is just a lot easier. So I, I like that. WK wants to know, what's the running earbuds you find yourself using most typically? Jabber Elite 85T. I love that one. Jabber Elite 75T. Like, it was over Labor Day weekend, so last week. It was on mega sale. They were selling them for like 110 bucks or something like that. Amazing deal for the 75T. The 85T are a little bit lighter. And I think the noise cancellation is a little bit better. But in terms of like the sound stage and the usability for running, you know, like get the 75T as well. It's also good. All right. Um, let's see. Someone said... Jeff talking about Achilles tendonitis. He said he spent 12 weeks in a boot and it didn't get better, so he kept going and ended up not running for years. Be careful. Wow. Yeah, that that's that's that sounds miserable, Jeff. All right, George Monroy says I'm running in the half marathon in Chicago tomorrow. Any advice? It's first time event. Awesome. I would say get there early, earlier than you think you need to, because uh, you're gonna there's gonna be lines for the bathroom. So like that's something you want to take care of. Um, and the other thing I would say is have fun, number two. Um, and then the third thing I would say is um, I think it's going to be hot. So make sure you're stopping to drink frequently. Uh, and if you don't have gels or something like that to bring along with you, make sure you hit the Gatorade a couple of times as well and mix it up or just go all Gatorade if you want um, for, when, for when you're stopping. So that way you can stay uh, nice and you know, topped up on your sugars and all your electrolytes as you go. But have a lot of fun, George. All right, speaking of like races. So, um, and then I'll get to this one from Toxic 637 about heart rate for a marathon. Um, the good news is that, or a kind of good news, is that Chicago Marathon, you know, showed off their finisher t-shirts today. And uh, they started preview. I'm guessing that there was some sort of embargo today. I wasn't invited to participate, clearly. But, um but so that apparel is starting to get kind of like teased. That's good news because that means, you know, like as of now, no one's thinking about canceling. Well, maybe they're thinking about it, but at least they're moving ahead enough now to like keep moving ahead with the Chicago Marathon. Also, this weekend, there's a street festival in my neighborhood on the same route that the Pride Parade is going to go on, which is the same part of the route that Chicago Marathon goes on. So there's a street festival, it's an art festival, so it's not gonna be something where like people are jam-packed and like celebrating and like drinking in close quarters all day, you know, inside and outside. So it's a little bit different, but um, it's interesting that that event's still going on. So that's good news too. Um, so all good things for the Chicago Marathon. Bad news is state of emergency has been extended in, in Japan to September 30th. Now, according to the Tokyo Marathon's own rules or guidelines or like things that they said that they were going to go by they said that if there was going to be a state of emergency within 30 days from the the marathon or if any of the local municipalities re requested them to not have it they would not have the the marathon now this state of emergency goes till september 30th so that's 17 days not 30 days 17 days before the tokyo marathon is supposed to go on but they didn't outright cancel it yet they did tweet something out today saying we're aware 
of the implication of this state of emergency. We're going to be meeting on the 17th. They're meeting one month out. And then they will follow up and let everybody know what's going to happen, you know, after the meeting. So keep your eyes open for the 17th, one week from today, in terms of what's going to happen for the Tokyo Marathon. All right. So Toxic637 says, what should my heart rate be when I'm running uh, a marathon? Um, there we go. Here's the whole one. Or how do I find my marathon goal pace? Um, it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a harder question because it's pretty specific. And I think that one of the things that you can do is, you know, you can go and find like the formulas that people use, um, that people say, if you're doing like one, you know, 220 minus your age is like your max heart rate and then figure out like percentages of where your heart rate should be. So like there's formulas that are out there, um, that you can use to determine that. But I think that it, it kind of is like, it, it takes a, a lot of kind of, guessing and checking to figure out what that is. So like uh, I use a Maffetone formula to figure out what my like easy running heart rate is. And for me, that's 141 or like around 140 beats per minute. I'm not exactly sure uh, anymore. I haven't done the math recently. It doesn't change that much. It's either 141 or 140 or, or one, no, 145, 140. I think it's 144 now. It's 144. And so what I've experienced from doing threshold runs uh is that like that tends to happen at which is a pace that is supposed to be usually for most people is between half marathon pace and 10k pace and so that for me is usually in like the low 170s i think my max heart rate is like right around 181 to 183 it's just kind of like give you some throw some numbers and put some context to it i think for me like a good marathon pace to be shooting for a marathon level of effort to be shooting for for my heart rate is 160 to 165. so you might take that and say like okay well take my easy running heart rate and add 15 beats per minute or 20 beats per minute i don't think it necessarily works that way and everyone's going to be a little bit different um but i think that if you want to kind of like start somewhere um and then you know find a place to kind of see if that works for you, then I'd say like, you know, whatever like our e a very easy conversational pace run is, plus about 20 beats per minute is a decent place to start, but it's not a very specific place to start. So like, that's one way to do it. Um, but I would say like, you know, if you know what your heart rates were when you were running, you know, like half marathon pace or 10K pace or 5K pace, you know, that can give you some ideas because then there's charts and formulas that you can look at. I don't have them in front of me, but that's how you can figure those out. So in terms of figuring out your marathon goal pace, again, I think that a good way to do that is during some point of your training, do some time trials, 5K time trials, I think usually are the most instructive because it's a long enough effort to be hard and you can't kind of like fake it. Uh, but it's not so long that it's going to derail your training and that you're not going to need like a week of recovery to come back from it. So from that, again, you can look at charts and there's different charts, but you, this time you can, instead of looking at charts for heart rate, you can look at charts for pace and figure out, all right, if my 5k pace is like 25 minutes, then my half marathon pace is probably this. And then my marathon pace is probably that. So that's kind of like some of the ways that you can look at it. All right. Uh, Isis Fernandez Rojas says, yo, love the live stream. I'm running my first 5K next Sunday. Awesome. Ah, she says, A-H-H-H, for those of you listening uh, uh, on the podcast. Any last minute tips, things I need to make sure I do or think about? I will say for your first 5K, it's going to be, I'm so, it, I know it's going to be really easy because it's something that I still do. You're going to want, you're going to get so wrapped up and excited that you're just going to want to like bolt out of the gate and start running super hard. 
uh, the 5K is a long race. You know, I'm just saying like it's long enough that you can't fake it. So like pace yourself, take it easy. I would say go out easier than you think you need to and then catch a bunch of people at the end and have a bunch of fun doing it. So um, I, I really hope you enjoy it. I'm excited for you for running your first 5K. That's a fun one. That's a definitely a fun one. All right. Uh, and that running guy, awesome, good to see you, says uh, giving me some backup on that heart rate marathon pacing question. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, it's always good to have uh, some, some support. All right. Affluent Journeys, opposite of the first-time racer, says he's doing his second race in seven days tomorrow. The to Osprey 25K in Stewart, Florida. <laughs> his feet still hurt from last week. All right. Well, I mean, you know what? It's a good pain. That means you're getting out there and you're getting racing. So, cool. 25K in Florida right now. <laughs> that feels like it's going to be a very grueling race. So good luck to you. Uh, but, you know, you've been, you've been doing the running in, in Florida. So, you know, you, you're familiar with the temperatures and stuff. I don't know that I can handle it right now. All right. Cycle on Wednesdays here. Good to see you. Awesome. And let's see what else we got. Jeff uh, is saying about his 10 ounce flip out bottle. He says he has this flip out bottle and I don't love it unless I drink it all at once. So I use it on the bike as additional fluid. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. You know what? I don't, I don't know what's going on with my flip belt bottle. Mine's probably just really old and probably just has like the sugar of runs past like gunked up in the nozzle, but I'm finding it harder and harder to, to like drink from it. I feel like I really got to squeeze and like, crank down on it to get to get fluid out. I've been just having a hard time with that bottle. I just remember like when I first got it, it just felt like liquid just dribbled out all the time. And now I'm just like, it's like, give me the liquid. I need it, you know? So it's just, I've been having a hard time. Maybe I just need a new one. They're not that expensive to get new ones. The thing is like the 10 ounces, you know, it's, it's, it's a frustrating amount of fluid to have on you. You know, it's enough that you feel like, oh, I got plenty. But it's not enough to really take it for a long run. I, I, so I bring it for like my medium runs. So that's what I feel like. Ooh, David Sinclair, he's going, uh, he's going to be racing the Great North Run on Sunday, going for a half PB. Good luck to you, David. Um, I'm getting pretty excited. I mean, I don't know that I'll be able to watch it from over here. Um, but I feel like um, I'm definitely feeling like, oh, man, I wish I could have been over there for this one. So today, uh, I don't know if you guys saw on Instagram, uh, Molly Seidel posted a picture of, uh, you know, it was something along the lines of, uh, lines of like, you know, some people you just keep running into over and over again. And it was a picture of her and Cheserek at the starting line for the Great North Run half. And um, they're standing next to each other uh, with their bibs, you know, um, his says Cheserek, her says Seidel, clearly. And then you flip over to the next photo and it's a picture of them when they were both footlocker champions from high school. So it was like, you know, it was like a 10 years uh, times had elapsed and just saw the two of them. So can you imagine if they both win? I don't know if that'll happen. It's Cheserek's debut at the distance. Seidel, she's the fastest turkey, I think, right? as far as the half marathon distance goes, but will that translate to a fast time in the streets of England? I don't know. I'm not sure, but can you imagine if they end up both winning? That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty crazy. I think, I don't know. I don't think the odds would be great on that, but that'd be pretty fun. 
Speed279 says, I seem to have hit my limit at 16 miles for weeks. How can I push through and increase my long runs and would love to do an ultra? I, th I would think about um, a couple of things. One would be like slow down or if you're really just trying to get the long run in there, don't be afraid to take a break. You know, like stop at like mile 12, you know, do some deep knee bends or something, you know, squat down, rest for like, you know, give yourself like a minute or two of recovery and think of it as like two 12 mile repeats or like two like, you know, nine mile repeats, 10 mile repeats, right? So that's one way you can do it. The other thing to do is you could slow down so like, you know, instead of, you know, trying to maintain like, well, this is my easy run pace for my six mile run. I'm going to try to do that for my 16 mile run. Slow it down even further. The other thing to think about, and none of these things are mutually exclusive. The other thing to think about is your nutrition. How's your fueling going? Are you have, do you have enough sugars? Do you have enough salt? Are you a heavy sweater? Is it really hot where you are? And are you bringing enough fluid? So those are the things that I would think about too. But like, if you're like, I hit my limit at 16 miles, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, fueling. Uh, so like hydration and nutrition. So. Mm. Martha says, I think we're safely past cancellation with the big marathons. Has Chicago given any COVID protocol plans yet? Now, I thought that they had already announced for Chicago that, um, that you have to be vaccinated or have a negative test. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Boston has that requirement in there. I remember hearing about that recently. I'll have to double check to make sure that that's the case, but I'm fairly certain that that's what it was. So, um, yeah. So I think things in Chicago generally, uh, we instituted, we reinstituted an indoor mask mandate. I think August 20th was when it went into effect. And I think that's had a very positive effect in terms of like stemming what was otherwise an upward, you know, spike, um, in cases. And so, like, I think things are leveling off in Chicago, uh, as far as I can tell. Numbers are still not great. Uh, you know, like most of the country, like, we're worse off this year than we were same date last year, uh, when there were a lot more, you know, measures in terms of protection and things that people were doing to avoid contagion. But now we don't have those, but we do have vaccines. So it's kind of like, you know, that's, you know, we'd like to see the numbers a little bit different, but you know, we're living a little bit differently. So, like, you know... I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm still like, you know, I'm feeling better and better about it. You know, given some of the, you know, the things we're seeing progress seems to be being made. Um, and it's not just like radio silence, you know? So I think that's good. But, um, you know, in terms of additional protocols, I don't know what's going on with the corrals. I haven't looked at any of that yet. Um, but I'm also envisioning, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that there'll be, you know, masks re required before you start. Once you cross the start line, you're fine. But then, you know, they want you to put on a mask afterwards is what I would guess. That's what happened. Is that what happened at the trial? No, that didn't happen at the triathlon. They didn't make us do that. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, but that's what we did. That was what happened at Falmouth. So like, you know, I could see that happening, but. You know, I think the other thing is, you know, they're not doing the, you know, putting the metal on you anymore. So, like, they're just handing you, like, a little thing, a little baggie with a me metal inside. And so I think that's probably what's going to happen with Chicago, too. So, well, we'll see. We'll see. Joe Master says, I'm curious after the last live stream, how many running shoes do you own and use? 
Well, I think I'd, I'd like to say that I, I use all the ones that I own, but some of them kind of just sit around. Um, I mean, there's a, some that I'm holding on to for posterity's sake. I'm holding on to the um, the Hyperion Elite version one. That one I will never get rid of. I will not let anyone ever forget about that shoe. I gotta double check. I might have gotten rid of that one. <laughs> Either way, the memory of that shoe will always live on. I still have the Hoka 10.9 because that thing's just ludicrous. Um, and I have my. I'm trying to think what else. What other weird? I, you know, some of like the more peculiar ones I've held on to, like the Craft Ultra, um, the UTM Ultra Carbon. Um, that one I have because it's got the zebra print. So I'm not really running using those, but I'm, I'm holding on to them. But in terms of how many that I have that are like use, I mean, the, the, pot, the stack is really big. I, I haven't been getting through them very quickly lately. So there's probably about 20 in the house right now. I'm not sure. It's hard because like the carbon plated shoes, you don't get through them very quickly, you know? All right. Anthony Vu says, for spectators, do you still recommend they go on Wacker Drive for mile 1, 3, and 13 versus all the other mile markers? I mean, I do, like, I forget, I made, like, a video, uh, I'm assuming you saw that, Anthony, like, for, like, Chicago Marathon for spectators. I, like, I still think, I don't think there's been any changes as far as I can tell from the route that would make any of that information different. The other thing to keep in mind, though, is, like, those areas still are pretty busy. Um, and so if you want to get around away from the crowds, which a lot of people like to do, um, this year, they might want to more than ever. I think some of the later portions of the race are also really, uh, important and worth looking at. So for me, and here's another thing for, from like a, uh, really supporting your athlete perspective. I think that like, I really struggle after Chinatown. And so like after Chinatown, the crowd starts to thin out until you get back onto like, uh, uh, Michigan Avenue again so the crowd really thins out it gets really hot there's just not as much sun cover it seems from like because the buildings all get shorter um, and uh, you know uh, it's also when I'm starting to die during the race and so like there's a lot of places where it's a lot easier to get around you know, whether you're in a car or like borrow a bike for the day or do like the bike share bikes I think that'd be a really great way to get around and you could figure out where some of the great places to go there where I feel like, you know, that's where your runner would really, could really use a nice morale boost. You know, so that's, that's another thing to keep in mind. Jackie May, Mai says, hi Jackie says, hey Mike, which shoe, if you had to choose for Marathon, Ghost 11 or 1080 V10? Ooh. I'm not a huge fan of the Ghosts, I gotta say. It's a really tall drop. It just seems really weird. And the Ghosts always seem to fight me. Uh, it makes my, it just doesn't like what my foot's doing. And I feel like, Torsionally, it's like always doing something. So I would, I would probably go with the 1080 version 10. Uh, Shannon says, Kovia, entered all your shoes on Strava. I'd love to count how many you've had in your running career. I think I've had all of them in there, but like I retire them when I'm done. And so like, I don't know if, I don't think they show up. So, but yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty long list. Um, Jason Dahl says mile 22 to 24 is pretty sparse, but there are and there are unofficial beer aid stations. Yes, yes. Also in Pilsen too. What's that like around nine, mile 19? A lot of times you can find some uh, you know, unofficial drinks uh, and aid stations along the way, which is always kind of fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. Those those later miles, like there's that one point I don't even know what street it's on, but you go down. It's a it's a boulevard because there's like a grass median in the middle. You like run by like. 
I don't know what it is. Is it IIT and then like a car, a couple of car dealerships is really weird. It's really scenic, but like for running, it's kind of boring. Um, but you run down a long street and then you come back a long street. That one always is just absolutely miserable for me. So I feel like if I saw someone like standing in the median, you could see him twice, you know? So like that, that'd be a good spot. I think I would like that. Sai wants to know, what are you having for dinner? You know, I think I'm going to make some pizza. We haven't made pizza in a while. And so, like, I keep forgetting to, like, get the dough ready. You know, not that the dough takes a long time, but we've been having dinner really early because I've been trying to, like, instead of, like, you know, establish a set dinner time and have the kids eat at dinner time, I've been trying to feed the kids, like, when they're, when I think they're going to be hungriest, then I feel like dinner time goes better. And so I've been, like, normally I start cooking dinner at, like, five-ish, so we could have dinner on the table by six-ish. Lately, I've been starting dinner at, like, four or 4.30, so we could eat closer towards five. So it's really early. And so, like, sometimes if I don't make the pizza dough before I go pick up the kids, then by the time I get back, they usually want some sort of little snack or they need something before, like, they go hide in their corners and play iPad for an hour or two. Like, then if I don't, you know, I got I to gotta, I gotta time the pizza dough better. So that's one of my goals for today because I think pizza would be good. Either that or maybe we'll go out for dinner. We'll see. I'm thinking, I don't know. I think I'd rather have pizza today. We've been meaning to go to our local, like, neighborhood restaurant that we like. It's mainly a breakfast place, but they have good dinners too. And so, like, then the kids go. They can have breakfast if they want for dinner or they can have dinner, dinner if they want. So we like that. Milton Velez says, Hi, Kofuzi. Got injured and can't run for about a week and a half. Okay. How bad do you think it will throw off my marathon training? Um, had already hit 20 miles and was consistent for 62 weeks of running. I don't think it's going to bother you hardly at all. I, what was I listening to that they were saying for every... It was like a weird breakup rule, but it was like a running injury rule. It was for every one day off, it's going to take two days before you can like really get back into like where you were in training before. And so like if you're going to go with that rule um you know 10 to 14 days off means it's going to take you about four weeks to kind of get back to pre-injury status but i also think that that's like a really weird rule because like if the reason you're i think it depends on like what the injury is why you were injured you know so like you know if the injury recovery is a week and a half i think you know that's not that bad number one um with 62 weeks of running I, don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't really worry about it at all. I would say, you know, first week back, probably ease into it, a lot of just easy running, make sure the injury is really healed. Um, and then um, then start kind of picking it up, do some like tune-up workouts, you know, start getting into it. I would like, I'd probably recommend a lot of just like fart legs for the, like the first, you know, like the second week. And then by week three, you know, see what your body can do. Um, assuming that your body can handle it. The other thing to think about, is there other kind of aerobic activities you can do in the meantime um, for that week and a half uh, that would not interfere with the healing? Um, that's something to consider. But it's only, you know, it's easy for me to say only because it's not me, but it's only a week and a half. And I would say like, you know, you know, if you're going to take time off, make sure you're maximizing that time off. And so, um, you know, if you're trying to say like, maybe you can bike, I bike a little bit, but nothing hard, no workouts or anything like that. Um, because if you, you know, really deplete your body with that cycling workout, it may interfere with your body's ability to recover from the injury. So like some, some interests that you want to balance. So that's some things that I would consider.
Ah, uh, Remy says, uh, he cooks dinner at the same time, at 4 p.m. Eastern time. He, he says, uh, it was really nice when there was a live stream to watch back then. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I was watching yesterday? Not while I was cooking, but while I was uh, I was cleaning up after dinner. I started watching du Ryan Duzer's um, The Appalachian Trail FKT attempt with Scott Jurek. Um, I didn't realize that he was out there for that long. I didn't realize the video was an hour and a half. It was like 85 minutes long. And so I'm watching this video and I'm like totally getting into it. And I'm like washing dishes and like cleaning up the kitchen. And I'm like, this is going great. I'm having a good time. And I'm like, this video is great. How long? I've been watching this this whole time. And I look down and I, cause I thought it'd be like a 10 minute video, but it ended up being like an 85 minute video. I didn't even finish it. So pretty cool. But I, I highly recommend that one to you guys. If you're looking for something to have on while you're cooking, that's a good one. All right, let's get let's get a couple more in and then I think I'm gonna just get started on that pizza dough for today <laughs> all right oh yeah Chris Dyke says everyone check out Remy B Real's interview with Cole on his YouTube channel so just a title between two tries <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah yeah so I think that came out last night or maybe it was two nights ago um, Remy and I had a chance to sit down we did it like right after the triathlon too so like um, thoughts were very, very fresh, uh, and we had a chance to chat. I had a lot of fun talking about it. I felt like we could have gone like twice as long easily without even blinking, um, but I had such a good time. So definitely, guys, check that out. I will link to that as well as to Doozer's video, although you can just look up like Appalachian Trail or Scott Jurek, and I'm sure it'll, it'll pop up. Um, but I'll, I'll um, put both of those in the description of this video after we're done with the live stream. So like, you know, if you're watching it on YouTube, you should be able to see it already. But, you know, if you're in the chat right now, you know, refresh when we're done and, and it should be there. All right. Jeff's got some OTQ questions and opinions. He thinks they're, they're going to aggressively lower the times for the next one, at least in the U.S., to make for the super shoe bump that made them so big last time. Yeah, what'll be interesting to see is like how much more they uh, lower the, the, the number for women versus men. So I think relatively speaking, the women's jump will be much more harsh than the men's uh, but I do think that they are going to aggressively lower it because of the fact that it seems like no one wants to host the marathon trials um, and I think that like Atlanta track club they just did such an amazing job but it certainly wasn't cheap um, I don't know what the numbers are but they just talk about how it was like you know there's only like a handful of track clubs in the country or organizations in the country that have the financial means to be able to host that kind of event and it's not a money maker right and so like that's something that's just like a real bummer they got to figure out a way to make that a money maker but i also just feel like you know like the um uh the marathon trials i feel like we i mean hopefully i helped to do that and it's something that i would love to help to do even more um you know even if it's, a, it's like a multi-year project is to really turn it into like the the u.s i mean is a really weird weird analogy but like the the american super bowl of marathons right and so like i thought it was just super fun like every person that i follow on instagram and on strava like was either competing or like was there to watch and to support their teammates so it was just like super fun the entire time i just absolutely loved it um and i think it's a bummer that like I do think that unfortunately the, the field is going to be less than half of what it was last time. 
uh, by design. You know, um, so that way it becomes a more manageable event to host. Because uh, I think that like uh, either that or I mean, really what we should be saying is USATF, um, you know, in parentheses, Nike really needs to step up um, since they're, uh, you know, like a primary sponsor uh, and, and take some of the burden off of the local track clubs that are vying for hosting rights or I guess like playing hot potato these days with the hosting rights for, for these events. And so like, you know, I, I love the event the way it was. You know, I think that if they're going to shoot for a quota, like 500 and 500, I think is a great way to do it. You know, America's top 1000 runners. I was just like, there's a nice like, evenness to that, that I love. Um, so, and I think that when they do the teams, they should, I mean, I know it's already like the top three plus an all like, you know, but I feel like they should, you know, make it like make the team like, four or five people top three are on the team with alternates and i just think again to make the numbers nice and round but you know i think there's been a lot of really great arguments made for um that it's not just a way of selecting the team but it's also a way of developing talent giving people like something to shoot for because there's a big gap between your bq number and then you know like really winding down the clock and squeezing down from bq to otq Right, and so you need to have some like stuff in the middle, and like having like a more generous OTQ, making that a little bit closer. I think does really good things for you know developing American distance running. So those are my those are my thoughts. Hopefully I'm not, I, hopefully I didn't go into too much of a rant on these guys. But yeah, Anthony thinks 214 for the A and 216 for the B for the new OTQ. If he had to make a guess. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's at like a four-minute change, right? Was it 218 last time? Yeah, I mean, that's a big, that's a big difference, I think. You know, and the other thing, though, is I would, I would like to see them, I, I know they, like, they pick a difficult course on purpose. I'd like to see them pick, like, a really flat, fast one, you know, like three loops around. I mean, the Atlanta course will loops, too, but, like, loops around, like, a, just a flat area, like Marathon Project. And I don't know. Maybe that's not as exciting to people. Samko Buzek says, do you think the Brooks Hyperion Tempo is a decent shoe for racing if you can't afford a carbon plate shoe? Absolutely. It's the shoe that I got for my nephew. And he's using it to race cross country this year. I just saw some Instagram footage of him uh, at his late, latest cross country meet. So happy to see that. He really likes the shoe. I think it's lightweight. I think it's very responsive, good for racing, good for training. You can even take it for easy runs. Although it's not as soft as I would like for an easy run, but you know, if you're trying to, you know, make a rotation with fewer shoes, then that's one that I think can get, uh, do a lot of things. Remy says, since you're not working and all, get on the organizing planning committee. For, for, you think they would let me do that? They wouldn't let me do that. They'd be like, wait, we keep getting these emails. He's like, someone, someone keeps DMing us about trying to get on the planning committee for the Olympic u.s olympic marathon trials and be like who is it this guy kofuzi and they'd be like the youtuber so there's no way they would they, they wouldn't let me in on that so uh, i'm also really bad at planning things logistics uh are, are not are not my forte <laughs> so uh but remy says Ko should be on the board you know what i was thinking about though is um i i was thinking like maybe i should get more involved um in usatf masters 
So that's something that I've been thinking about too. Because I was listening to the um, Alley on the Run, I think it was Alley on the Run, interviewed Will Lear, Aisha Prot Lear's husband, and he has been very involved in USATF and he's like now like a full-time employee of USATF. And he holds lots of different, he's held lots of different positions. So, um, so I was like, oh, well, maybe I, I don't, I'm not trying to get a job at USATF, but, um, you know, maybe there's other ways that I can get involved in like, you know, helping promote master's events. Cause I think they're super fun. So that's something that I have kind of like way back of my mind have, have thought about. All right. I think that's a great place to end it for today, guys. Um, tomorrow, I don't think I'm gonna do a video tomorrow. Um, but the next video is going to be a, a versus video and those usually take a little bit longer. So it probably come out Sunday, but it's going to be a fun one. Boston 10 versus the Adidas prime X. I'm going to call it like the weird, the weird Adidas shoe battle or like Adidas's most polarizing shoes. So that'll be coming up the next video and that'll probably still be before the next time I see you guys live, which will be Monday, same time as today, 1 PM central. We'll do a mukbang. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm hoping some products that I've, asked some brands to like send me some samples of i'm hoping that they'll come in over the weekend and we could try some fun new stuff so i'll i'll see you then on monday for something new in the meantime have a great weekend everybody and hopefully you're safe out there on your runs